The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jane Jeffcoat, and welcome to episode 12 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with former Acting Commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, Mark Morgan, about the ongoing border crisis plaguing our country. But first, someone who knows about the current crisis firsthand and is doing something about it. Yuma, Arizona Mayor Douglas Nichols. In a matter of just four days, 6,000 migrants crossed from Mexico into Yuma, Arizona, forcing the mayor to declare a local emergency as his community turned into what he says was the epicenter of a humanitarian crisis. Yuma, Arizona's mayor, Douglas Nichols, joining us right now on the National Desk. Mayor Nichols, welcome. Thank you. First, for having me. first, talk us through what you saw and experienced with this surge where you said, you know, enough's enough. We can't survive like this. And you made that unprecedented move to, to put out the emergency declaration. Yeah, it really came down to the dynamics along the border have dramatically changed. So beginning of the year, we had a change in how many people were coming across the border with the release of the Remain in Mexico program. But all that was fairly well contained within the DHS system, whether it was with Border Patrol or with ICE, uh, it really didn't directly day-to-day -day impact our community. Well, when we had those 6,000 people come across, it overwhelmed the Border Patrol system, and they were not able to pick up uh, people along the border who wanted to turn themselves in uh, in a timely manner. So a day of waiting, people just started migrating, and so they would migrate right through the middle of our community, through our agricultural areas, uh, and and end up looking for resources and looking to try to figure out how to engage people. And just with hundreds of people walking through the community uh, without all those resources and, and understanding where to go, um, it just created a, a bit of chaos. So we have since mitigated that uh, level. We're still at very high engagement levels, but it's not uh, on the streets and within the community. That's within the Border Patrol system. Where do they go? When you say they, they're looking for a place to go, where do they sleep? Where, where do they eat? Well, that was exactly the questions that were that I was struggling with because there was no, obviously, organization to it. It was people just, just moving. And when I say people, it includes little children, elderly, um, and all ages in between. And so they, they did what they could. They were looking to try to go to the Border Patrol station in order to essentially turn themselves in, but they didn't have apps. They didn't really know where they were going. So they did, they seem to have done their best to, to move through, but um, it's just not a situation that I thought if we let persist, wouldn't turn into a humanitarian issue. Right, and in your emergency declaration, you pointed out migrants are traveling through Yuma during a time of great uncertainty about the COVID virus and without provisions for adequate food, water, shelter, transportation, and medical care. The surge of migrants has and will continue to strain the ability of medical staff and local hospital resources to provide essential and necessary medical care. How have your hospitals and medical resources been affected by the influx of migrants? Well, it has definitely helped fill the hospital, which is a, a great spot to be in the middle of a pandemic when the numbers are going up and down. And so um, there's real struggle making sure that our single hospital in this community has the resources and the capacity to fluctuate with the community. So having an additional load, uh, a lot of people that are coming through the border uh, is a problem, as well as 
it exacerbates the the low numbers of border patrol agents that are currently here uh, because we have to have a, an agent with each person in the hospital so then they're not on the border doing their mission of border security yeah and they're not being tested for COVID, obviously if they are waiting for border patrol to pick them up correct that's correct it's, it's still my understanding that there's been no uh testing as part of the regular intake process um when the border patrol releases to one of our local nonprofits to transport people outside the community there is a test then but that's so far into the process that uh, you definitely have the opportunity for exposure prior to that. Mayor Nichols, the Department of Homeland Security has recommitted 110 agents to the Yuma area to to assist um, with what you guys are dealing with. Ha has that been enough? Have you seen the change? Well, so the, those agents hit the ground yesterday and today is when they're starting to deploy. So it's, we have yet to see for sure that it has, but it's a, a significant increase in numbers of agents. We normally run about 800 agents active um, throughout the day. So adding over 100 would be a significant number, and we do anticipate that being uh, very impactful. Mayor, how important is the Remain in Mexico policy for your town, and what's your message to President Biden and DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas? Well, the MPP program or the Remain in Mexico program uh, for Yuma is actually not going to have a dramatic impact. When uh, it was first initiated, there was a dramatic number of numbers of slots or people that could be entered the program through the Yuma sector. Um, since the Biden administration has uh, reformatted the program after um, needing to re-implement it, the numbers are reduced to just 10 a day. And so with 10 a day, that's like 1% of the people crossing. And so it's not going to have a dramatic impact mm -hmm. to the flow. And uh, we're looking for them to go back to the uh, original uh, program numbers that the uh, I think the court intended when they said to reinstall or reinstate. All right, Mayor. Best of luck to you and your community, and we appreciate you joining us here on the national. Thank you desk. for having me. On. Thank, Thank you. you. You're listening to our weekly podcast, The National Desk Conversations, featuring newsmaker interviews from the National Desk, America's News Now. Next on episode 12 of our podcast, focusing on our nation's border crisis, former acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, Mark Morgan. The time right now, 12 minutes past the hour after President Joe Biden halted construction of the border wall along the southern border, Texas Governor Greg Abbott took matters into his own hands, raising $54 million in private donations to relaunch construction. And this unprecedented action is needed for one single reason and that's because the biden administration has failed to do its job as required by the constitution as required by laws passed by congress to enforce the immigration laws of the united states of america joining us right now former acting commissioner of customs and border protection and visiting fellow at fair mark morgan good morning to you mark during that same press conference, Greg Abbott also revealed this year alone, more than 1.2 million migrants were apprehended at the southern border, and that was in Texas. How effective is a wall, and what's your message to those lawmakers who don't agree with it? You know, Jan, first of all, everything that Governor Abbott has said was absolutely correct. We need more governors to step up to do what he is doing. He's not just doing uh, what is in the best interest of Texas, but he also, he's also assisting to protect this entire country. My message to the politicians is stop playing politics, stop lying to the American people. 
do what is in the best interest to protect this country, not your political party. If you ask any border patrol agent on the front line risking his or her life, uh, what they need, they will tell you part of their multi-layer strategy, they need the wall, it works. For every mile of the wall that goes to the ground, Jan, our border is more secure and our country is more safe. That's the fact. To your point, yesterday, DHS announced it's going to start rebuilding part of the border wall, plugging gaps left after construction ended. A complete contradiction from President Biden originally vowing to not build any more of this wall. What do you make of this change? Uh, not, not much, it, Jan. It's all smoke and mirrors. Look, what they're really doing is they're going back to areas that they left. Just, they told the con uh, contractors just to stop. Uh, they left levees that were incomplete. That that really risks a lot of devastation to the United States. They left gates that were just wide open. They're just going in and basically making conditions safe, which they should have done from day one. They're not building any new appreciable or substantial wall to actually secure our borders. I see. Also, Customs and Border Protection released some November numbers. 173,600 arrests were made along the U.S.-Mexico border last month, a more than 5% increase from the month before, and more than 50 thousand were gotaways. Mark, you've been tracking these numbers for quite some time. Let's talk about how these numbers compare month to month and also how this is different than when you were in charge, especially when we talk about the gotaways. Yeah, Jan, and first of all, thanks. I, I really appreciate you talking about a couple of key elements that a lot of people do not, and the gotaways is one. Look, the, the, the truth is this administration inherited the most secure border. They, were, they, they inherited the lowest number.